Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. On today's Adam Talks, I'm going to be talking about valuing your self-directed IRA. Valuations on an IRA are a very important topic. Why? Well, clearly, everyone's concerned and interested what their IRA is worth. And that makes a whole lot of sense because for most people, their retirement accounts are their greatest source of wealth. So in the case of a self-directed IRA, generally you as the IRA owner are the party that's most in tune to what your alternative asset IRA is worth. And that makes a whole lot of sense because if you're doing alternative assets with your retirement account, such as real estate or private equity, hedge funds, hard money loans, those are private investments. Those investments aren't made on the public markets. You can't check the value of that investment online. You can't call your investment advisor and say, hey, how much is that stock worth? Because these are privately held investments. There's generally not a public market for them. And that's one of the pros and also one of the cons of investing in private investments like real estate or private stock with your retirement account. And that's why valuing your self-directed IRA is so important. And that's why the IRS cares so much about how you value your self-directed IRA. And valuing isn't a difficult concept. We all know what is something worth. But in a lot of times, in a lot of different investments, it could be arbitrary and it may not be objective. So if, there's, if you invest your IRA into a private company that owns a restaurant and there's only a few owners, there are different ways to value your investment. You can value it based off revenues, based off EBITDA, based off a number of other factors. And depending on the industry, whether it's fintech or biotech or technology or food and hospitality, the valuations may be a little different. The good news is you don't need to be a valuation expert to have a self-directed IRA. In most cases, the valuations are important, but they're not what I call critical. And the reason for that is unless you're taking a taxable distribution, the IRS just wants to have an idea of what it's worth. But since it's not a taxable event, they're not going to put you on the stake and make sure that that valuation is 100% accurate. In fact, as a president of IRA Financial Trust, as a custodian, if our client doesn't provide us a value of their self-directed IRA, we'll use the most recent value we received from the client. And that could be actually what was invested. So it only becomes critical if you're taking an in-kind distribution of the IRA asset. So for example, if your self-directed IRA owns a piece of real estate and you want to take that real estate and turn it into your own real estate and you want to move it from the IRA to your own personal possession, at that point, the valuation is super important because at that point, you're going to pay tax and maybe a 10% penalty on the valuation of that asset. So that's where you'd want an independent party to come in and tell you what it's worth. And then you would submit that through the custodian to the IRS on a form 5498. And yes, the IRS doesn't have to accept your valuation. Just because you have an independent party provide you a valuation doesn't mean they'll accept it. They don't have the responsibility or the requirement to accept it. The onus is on you as the taxpayer to prove the worth. So in most cases, you don't have these types of issues on a year to year basis. If you're pre 59 and a half, you're not taking an in-kind distribution. 
you don't have to go super crazy about valuation. You can ask the general partner or the managing partner on the investment what it's worth. If it's real estate, it's easy. You can go online, Trulia, Zillow, get an idea of the value of the real estate. Um, if it's gold, there's generally a market for it. Cryptocurrency, there's a market as of 1231. Uh, but for some privately held investments, you're going to have to, uh, I think, talk to some people, especially the um, partner or general partner investment manager to get a sense. But the good news is you don't need to go crazy and spend thousands of dollars on a valuation if you're not over 59 and a half, 70 and a half, or not taking the property or the asset as an in-kind distribution. So how does the IRS get the value? So the responsibility again is on you as the self-directed IRA holder. The onus is on you to provide the custodian, the trust company with the value. And you're gonna to need to give them something because if not, they're gonna to have to use a prior value which may not be accurate. And the IRS cares about this because they wanna keep track about what your account's worth. So when you get to 59 and a half or 70 and a half in the case of an RMD, they kind of can see the gradual spectrum of the investment. So they don't want to be surprised where suddenly at 70 and a half, you say your investment's worth $4,000 when three years prior it was worth 2 million. And obviously the lower your valuation is at 70, the better it may be for you because you pay tax on the value of your investment. So if it's a piece, if it's a investment into a private company and you're saying it's only worth 20,000 bucks and you take the asset as an in-kind distribution, pay tax on the 20,000 and then two years later sell it for $3 million, the IRS is not going to be happy. So that's why they have the ability to come back and look at valuations. And that's why you want to be accurate. But if you're only 45 years old and you're the, the asset staying in the IRA for a number of years and it's not coming out of the IRA, then the valuation isn't as imperative because it's a non-taxable event. Whether your IRA is worth $12 million or $2 million or $30,000, you are not a dollar richer because the money's in the IRA. You only can touch that money when you take a taxable distribution. So the custodian will receive the valuation from you. Generally, around December of the prior year, they're going to start asking you to gather that information. The valuation is as of 1231. So for 2019, you have to provide the custodian in 2020 the valuation of your self-directed IRA as of 1231-19. And again, depending on the asset, it will determine how, how difficult it is. Real estate's not hard. Obviously, public securities, ETFs, mutual funds, not an issue. Hard money loans, not an issue because generally it's what you lent out versus the interest. Although you could have some situations if there's mispayments and whether the loan is worthless or not. So there could be some complexities. Uh, cryptocurrency, not difficult because you can check the markets. Same with precious metals. But other things do prove uh, difficult, mostly private uh, company investments, which are pretty uh, arbitrary. Same with private equity, hedge funds, venture capital firms. It's hard to kind of get valuation, although some do a mark-to-market valuation where you can get uh, a good grasp of the value, although sometimes those values don't happen for a while. So you need to provide this to the custodian generally by January or February of the next year. They will gather that info, complete the 5498, and then send that to the IRS by June 1st. Generally, most trust companies will e-file that info. The 5498 will give the IRS an idea of who you are, what the value of your IRA is. And starting several years ago, they actually start asking what you've invested in. So whether it's a special purpose entity, real estate, loans, and that's under box 15 of the 
5498 form, they're going to try to get a better handle. Although in our cases for checkbook control IRA LLCs, if you use an LLC, it's kind of a catch-all. You just check the LLC box or special purpose entity, and that encompasses all the potential investments. So if you're a client of IRA Financial and you've done checkbook control, and in the LLC you have a note, you have private stock, you got cryptos, precious metals, the IRS isn't going to see each of those investments. They're just going to see the general box checked off as special purpose entity. So they're trying to get some information, uh, but the most important thing from the IRS is they want to see some type of record of kind of where your valuation is so that when you hit 59.5 or 70.5 when you have to take RMDs if you have a pre-tax IRA, they're not surprised and they don't um, aren't shocked when you say your IRA is worth X. They'd like to see a schedule to see where you have been so they can come back to you and say, well, Joe, you said your IRA at 70.5 is worth 30,000, but four years, late, four years ago, it was worth 400,000. What happened? So they want to have some foundation for your number. Valuations are important for the IRS for one reason and one reason only, and that comes down to money. The IRS collects money based off your requirement of distributions or a distribution on the value of what you pull out. The average RMD is about 3% of the value of your IRA. Right now, RMDs for pre-tax IRAs are 70 and a half. That is expected to go up to 72 under the SECURE Act, which is supposed to pass by the end of 2019. But as of now, it's 70 and a half. So clearly, if your IRA is worth 400,000 versus 240,000, Treasury will collect more money based off a higher valuation. So it's in their interest to basically have you fairly value your IRA, and it's in your interest to fairly value your IRA, but be a little bit more subjective in terms of the potential valuation. Um, some people have tried to do valuation discounts where they say, yeah, I've invested in a private entity. I own a minority interest. Yes, I spent $100,000, but no one's going to buy a 7% interest in a private company. So even though I spent $100,000 and bought it and my basis is $100,000, it's really only worth seventy dollars maybe because no one would pay full value for a minority interest in a private company. And some people have done that. The IRS, again, has the authority to question it. They have the final word, not you. So you better uh, have confidence in supporting the valuation. But overall, valuations are important. They're not critical if you're not taking a distribution, whether you're pre-59.5, 70.5. It only becomes critical from a valuation standpoint if you are taking a distribution. Obviously, cash is not an issue. Cash is cash, easy to value. But anything in kind, non-cash, you want to make sure you have a solid valuation if you're taking an in-kind distribution, meaning you're taking that asset as a taxable distribution. The same goes for Roth. A lot of people say, well, what does the IRS care about Roths? They're not taxable. So long as you're over 59 and a half, the Roth has been open at least five years. They don't care. None of that money is going to them. Why do they care? Honestly, great question. I, they shouldn't care, but they want to know what's in the retirement system, what people are doing, and they feel it's in a, from a I guess, public policy standpoint, it's important to keep track of this stuff. But you're right. It doesn't matter if you have a Roth IRA, if it's worth 2 million, 100,000 or 20 million, after 59 and a half and you've held it five years, it's all yours, not subject to tax. That brings into a secondary question because it could impact your estate. If you have more than $11 million in your estate, there could be estate taxes. Um, Senator Warren and Sanders want to bring that all the way down and even impose a wealth tax 
which valuations of all your assets become even more important. So the IRS and Treasury are still important. Valuations are still important enough to them that they want to have a gauge of where you are, even if it's a Roth. So to summarize all this, if you're not taking a taxable distribution, you're under 70 and a half, don't go super crazy on valuations. You don't need to pay a Harvard uh, economist to value your asset. If it's real estate, you can use your online source. Same with precious metals, cryptos. If it's privately held stock or private funds, um, you want to ask for some support for evaluation. If you don't have it, use what you think's a good valuation or just use the prior year or what you pay for it. If you're taking a taxable distribution or you're 70 and a half and required to, make sure you got a good valuation. The IRS could question it and you want to have support for it. The trust company will complete the 5498, which is the form for your IRA, not for your 401k. IRAs only file 5498s, not 401ks. 401ks will file valuations of the assets under 5500, which is a different form. We're getting back to self-directed IRAs. The custodian will do the 5498. You do not, you do not have to put anything on your tax return unless you take a taxable distribution. Okay, so valuations the custodian will cover. That's one of the reasons you're paying them. They'll file the 5498. But again, the valuation is off what you provide the custodian. The custodian is not involved in the valuation process. They don't know down to the details of what you're investing in. They know what you've invested in, but they don't know the value and the details involved in the investment. And that's why the account is called self-directed. It's on you as the IRA holder and self-directed IRA investor to make that determination and then provide that value to the custodian who will then send it off to the IRS in the form of a 5498 by June 1st. So all in all, self-directed IRA investing is fun, it's easy, it's not super complex. However, if you're taking a taxable distribution or if you're over 70 and a half, you wanna have a good solid valuation. Adam Bergman, IRA Financial, I hope uh, you found the uh, podcast, the video helpful, insightful. Um, Please subscribe to our channel. If you have questions, uh, love to hear from you. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And until next time.